I put the cookie jar off to the side and I hid it around the corner. And then I turned out the lights and closed the door on it. Welcome to Live It or Waste It. I am David Guggenheim. And I'm Dave Wine. This is the show about getting the most out of your life. If you're in the process of changing your life and you're seeking a community of like-minded people, looking for tips and strategies to make your new life stick, then this is the show to follow. Join us on this journey of remaking our lives the way we want with the help of people much smarter than us. And thank God for those people, David, because you and I are, we're doing it, but we're struggling. Yeah. Is that fair to say? It's fair to say that um, the challenge of remaking my life has been a bit of a struggle in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that's true. You could say that. I would say that. How about you? How's it going for you on your end of these? It's just been a real peach over here. No, seriously, I think that, you know, you and I have been doing this for a while and it's gotten to the point now where we're kind of worn by all the changes we've been making, the hard work we've been putting in. I think it's finally caught up to us and we've kind of hit a wall. I think that's the best way to put it. We've I, Hitting a wall is something that I've done, where you are making some measure of incremental change. You have a vision of how you lo- want your life to be. You're educating yourself on what successful people do, and you're trying to emulate it. And at some point, you hit a wall of my old self doesn't want to do these things or doesn't fully believe that I can do these things and is therefore coming up with counter strategies of negativity and disbelief and lack of self-confidence that come and hit you like a wall to stop you in your tracks and say, no, you aren't going to change. And that, for me, has been a struggle to counteract all of those impulses and continue on the road ahead and continue to make real changes that can stick and become part of my natural everyday without thinking about it routine. Yeah, and I think that the reason why those thoughts um, began to creep in for you and also for me as well, is that we got out of our routine. Uh, We got away from the things that we were doing as far as applying the self-help techniques that we had learned. And we kind of went back to our old ways of doing things, which is something I've heard some, some of these motivational speakers talk about is that You know, sometimes when you get a little bit of success, you sabotage yourself and relax and go back into your old ways. And for you, I know you uh, went on a trip and got away from just the whole routine itself. And at the same time, I took that opportunity to try and finish getting my business ready and started. And both of us just got off our morning routine. We got off our daily and weekly routine 
And it really hit us hard. And I think also the fact that we've been doing this so long, just the fatigue itself, our guard isn't up to to fight all those thoughts that are coming into our head like they were in the beginning when we were doing this. Absolutely. And, and I want to be as candid and real with the audience as I possibly can. I mean, I went on a road trip with my three kids and my wife, and we had a lovely time, but coming back from that three days on the road, coming back after a week away was challenging, to say the least, to stay patient and loving and engaging and whatever. That Monday, we came back on a Sunday afternoon, and Monday I was trying to get back into the regular work routine, and it was a hard stop, man. It was like, I am not, and I'm literally unable to function. I was at some of my lowest lows that I could recall. It was tough. And knowing that I, what I was supposed to be doing, right? Like I knew that I should be on my routine. I knew that I had work that I needed to do. I had deadlines that I needed to meet. And I was literally unable to function. I was just I mean, I'll say it. I was feeling depressed. I was depressed. What kind of thoughts would you say were were going through your head at that time? It's a charade. Other people can do this, but you can't. What are you thinking? And those are some hard... That was the general theme? Yeah. Yeah, Those. that was the general. That was the theme of the day. Well, you know, David Goggins, uh, I know you're not a big fan of his. He's a little too intense for you. But he, he talks about reaching into your cookie jar... And what he means by that is that when those thoughts come up, you got to have a cookie jar full of counter thoughts, combat the ideas that you're not good enough or you can't do it. You know, like I said, when you're fatigued, it's hard to go into that cookie jar. You don't even want to take the top off the cookie jar, let alone reach inside and try to pull something out of it. Yeah, I think you're right. I put the cookie jar off to the side and I hit it around the corner and then I turned out the lights, and closed the door on it, right? Because the fear was, you open up that cookie jar, and there aren't even any cookie crumbs in there. And that was the feeling of that, I don't even want to attempt to open the jar because I don't believe that there's any cookies in the jar. And I think that if you don't say to yourself, on the good days, on the days that are high, and full of pep and vinegar and ideas and freshness, if you don't plan for the down days on those up days, you're going you're gonna to be afraid that you don't have anything in that cookie jar. And you probably don't because you haven't actively put those cookies in the jar as a very conscious, thoughtful, forward-thinking act of sometimes we're up, sometimes we're down. We it's easy not to plan for the updates because everything's going our way. But when the things, when the chips are down, I don't want to mix my metaphors, but I am. When the cookie chips, when the when the cook, when the chocolatey delicious cookie chips are down, you need to plan for that because it's going to happen. If you are planning for that not to happen to you and it's just going to be all smooth sailing, it's not going to happen for you and you're going to hit a wall. And that's exactly what I did, and I was afraid to look in that cookie jar because I hadn't put anything in there. I had a, a similar experience at that same time. You know, I decided that week that you went on vacation to you just spend the entire week putting my studio together. And 
I was spending about 15 hours a day working on my office, uh, staying up to the wee hours of the morning some nights and not taking very many breaks. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And I just lost sight of really what I was, what I was doing, what I was trying to accomplish and how difficult it was going to be. I really didn't think about in the beginning just how much time and effort I was going to have to put into reshaping my life. I've gotten in shape before. I've started a business before and I've worked on my mental side of things before, but I've never done all three at the same time. And I didn't take into account just how difficult and how time consuming that was going to be. So my expectations were off. And when I wasn't getting to where I thought I would be at a certain time, I panicked and I tried to sprint to the finish line when we've been talking about this is a marathon. And so after about sprinting 50 meters, I fell flat on my face. And by Thursday or Friday of that week, I was completely burnt out. I really just wanted to quit, honestly. And luckily, I I didn't quit because I had all these tools and I, I was able to reach into the cookie jar And down at the bottom, I was able to find one little broken cookie in there that was just enough to satisfy, to get me, you know. But I had to just reevaluate and say, look, one thing, I got to take breaks when I'm working on something. And I can't just focus, hyper-focus on one thing like that. And so I, I, I shut it down. I shut it down for a few days because I was, it was in a bad way physically and mentally. And, you know, the good thing about all this, though, David, is it wasn't fun going through it, but I think that we have learned a lot about ourselves, uh, where we are in this process, and how we need to correct some of our old habits and some of our new habits. Yeah, I mean, we've discovered the cookie jar, right? And we discovered of the, the power of the cookie in that cookie jar, even if it's uh, one half of the Oreo, but if the cream's still on there, you have, you have that. You got the cream side, man. <laughs> Lick it like you like if it. If there's cream, there's hope. If there's cream, there's hope. If it was the, if it was the cookie side without the cream, that would have been a double, double insult, right? I don't know if I'd be here right now. You needed the cream. You needed the cream on that, on that broken cookie. Uh, and, and we now know that, uh, David Goggins is right. And, and you're right. I, I find him to be a, a bit intense and a bit, a bit more than, than where I want to be, but I respect him and I respect his ideas and, uh, I'll, I'll selective, I'll select the cookies that fit my demeanor. And, and this one certainly, certainly does. And I lived through it. I was able to get through it. I was able to get through it. I was able to meet all of the deadlines that I had to meet. I thought it was going to take me five days to do what I ended up being able to do in two days because I was knocked out for two and a half days. And I wasn't able to really function and get back to work uh, until I was able to work through that. And I was able to say, all right, it's, it's hard. Uh, I don't want to do this, but I'm able to do it. And I, I did do it. And it's real easy in that sort of situation to go through it 
and go, yeah, that was hard and that was tough and never let that happen again. But I think that's the wrong message. I think the message is it's going to happen, prepare for it to happen and look at it in the way that it actually happened is I was able to take that situation and still uh, come out and be successful and meet all the deadlines that I had to meet. What do you do when you find yourself in that situation? Because I found in day one, I really needed to give into it. I needed to be just down and just be in a funk. Right. And I think my body was telling me I, I needed to. I needed physical rest. Mm -hmm. And I think we so sometimes lose out on the physical nature of this. Like I have an appointment with my doctor. I'm going to have some blood work done and whatnot because I still am not feeling uh, rested when I wake up in the morning, even after I have a full night's sleep. And sometimes we have to consider, like, maybe there's something medically going on. And maybe there's not, but I'm not a physician. And I consulted with one who is. <laughs> and he's like, okay, well, we should look into that. There might be something going on, you know. There might be something in the medic medications that I might be on that are, that are causing this. So it's not all willpower. It's not all conditioning we have to we are all human beings and there could be some physical issues going on that you don't want to push to the side you you have to take care of your mind body and your soul uh if you want to succeed in this whole rigmarole i couldn't have said it better david and the fact that you just put a big fat cookie in your cookie jar too with this whole experience you felt horrible but somehow you were able to get through it and succeed that's the best cookie you can put into that jar and remind yourself every time, you know, hey, I was I was down, but I picked myself up and I realized and I listened to myself, my body and my mind when it said you need to shut it down. I shut it down. I didn't fight it. And that's what you have to do. You got to shut it down sometimes. Finding the warning signs that lead to you going into the red zone. A lot like, you know, levels on a microphone. You know, you want to stay in the green. Occasionally going into the yellow is okay, but you don't want your mic levels to go into the red because then they get distorted. And the same thing is with life. You got to recognize what the yellow signs are. And, and when you're in the red, you got to shut it down because that's your body telling you what you're doing is wrong. It's not healthy and you need to stop. And that is now what I'm trying to focus on is that when I'm doing a task, am I doing it in a way that's putting me in the red zone? If so, then I need to stop and reanalyze and reassess what I'm doing and how I can do it more effectively. That's not going to make me crazy. Yeah. And, and being in the red zone doesn't, and I think sometimes we think of harming ourselves is the same thing as hard work. And I don't think that those two are the same thing, right? Like you might be in the red zone thinking, I'm getting a lot of stuff done. But what you're doing is you're harming your long-term self to help your short-term self. And if you know anything about audio production, and when you say that when you're in the red, you're, you're distorting what's going on, like there's a physical breakdown in an audio signal if you're in the red zone you are forever 
harming. You will never get pristine, clean audio out of that. You're not getting the type of audio you want that you would broadcast or put on a podcast. You're getting garbage that's garbled, that's distorted, that's broken. That's not going to meet your goal because basically if you do a podcast and you think you're sounding the best and being the best that you ever were, and it turns out you were in the red constantly, you're going to have to throw that away because you haven't been productive. You've been, you know, fooling yourself, basically, that harming yourself is the same thing as working hard. If you're producing audio and working hard, then you're keeping in the green. And if, in your, if you're in the red constantly, you're, have, you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You're doing something that's not going to meet your own goals. And I think that's a really wise way to look at life. Sometimes we think, and Dave, it, it sounds to me like you were working in the red when you were putting that studio together. And I bet you probably had to go back and change some things around when you were able to take, take a moment, take stock, you know, refresh yourself a little bit and come back to it. I bet you had to say, you know what? I got to do this over again. <laughs> I had to reevaluate my expectations. My expectations were way too high. And I think that for most people, this is why they don't succeed or why they quit is because they have these certain expectations of life and of themselves. And when they're not met, they feel like failures. When really your expectations are you trying to predict the future. You know, you're trying to see in your head what's going to happen to your life. And when it doesn't happen the way you had it in your head, then you feel like you failed. But the reality is, is that nothing ever happens the way you, you think it's going to happen. And so this is a ridiculous idea for you to think that because when you were 16, you had this idea of what you were going to be when you grew up and it didn't happen. You just give up. You have to really examine your own expectations of yourself and of life and say, is this really possible? And if not, what is possible? And I know now that getting this business done and getting in shape and doing all the things I'm trying to change in the amount of time that I set for myself was way off. And now I feel so much better about myself and what I've been doing because my expectations have changed. And I understand a little more about what it really is going to take to get these things accomplished. Yeah, I mean, I think that this could be the the tyranny of goals, right? Where we set unrealistic goals for ourselves and then we tear ourselves down when we don't meet them. That's why I'm very, very thoughtful before I add something to my daily routine. Because when I add something to my routine, that is a goal that I'm setting for myself. You know, we, I've seen some videos and things of, you know, if you get a great idea, you should just go and do it and, and whatever. And I think there's a lot to be learned from that. But I think there's also a lot to be gained from being thoughtful when, and not overly spontaneous and, and erratic uh, about how we approach change. Because if I set a goal for myself, I want to be able to attain it. Let's say you wake up at 9.30 every morning and you get it in your, in your head that it's going to be 
beneficial for me to wake up at 4 a.m. the next day because waking up at 4 a.m. will give you the hours that you need in the day or whatever the reason is. But you set for yourself that that's the goal. Well, if you try to do that the next day, you're not going to attain it. And it's not going to feel good, and you're going to be in the red. But if you're like, yeah, that is a goal that I want to attain, I'm going to wean myself off. You know, I'll start going to bed earlier. And instead of getting up directly at 4 a.m., maybe make it 7 a.m. You know, take a couple hours off and live with that for a few days. And then maybe bring it down to 6 and then maybe bring it down to 5. You know, whatever it is. But you, you get my point. Setting of the goal should be a thoughtful activity. When the goal is set, then it should be thoughtful on how we attain it. And then you should hold yourself accountable to doing those incremental changes to making it happen. When, when I came back from a, a, a road trip where we had some unpleasant uh, accommodations in, in the hotels and thinking that I'm going to be up to 100% working Monday morning right after that, that's not realistic. And so I failed. I failed at the unrealistic goal. I should have said to myself, I'm taking Monday off. I'm going to take Monday off and I'm not going to, and I'm going to start on Tuesday and to be productive, but I'm going to realize that I'm, I, there's going to be some cobwebs on the gears here. So I'm, I'm going to need to grease those a little bit before I'm fully functional. So my Tuesday is not going to be a, a fully packed day. It's going to be a getting back to business day. And I can't expect to be fully functional until Wednesday. If I gave myself that curve that's based on my understanding of myself, I would have been in a much better situation. And again, Dave, that's a cookie. That's a cookie I'm putting in the jar. The next time I'm going on a vacation, you, you bet your, your, your sweet bippy that I'm going to be approaching it a little bit different when I get back and hopefully give myself a little extra time before I need to start hitting deadlines. Yeah. So you did two things there. You changed your expectations of yourself when you got back, because I'm sure your expectation was before, as soon as I get home Monday morning, bam, I'm getting right back into my routine and I'm going to be just like I was before I left and boom, bam, boom, everything's going to be finished and done and and off and running. And now you realize after going through that, that's just not a realistic expectation to have. And the second thing you did was you realized you needed to prepare yourself for when you return. You need to prepare yourself beforehand and have a plan for when you do return. I'm going to take the first day off. I'm going to have just a light day on Tuesday and then bam, I, I hopefully by Wednesday, I'll be able to hit, hit the ground running and get back into my, my groove. And what a huge difference that can make in approaching something and then avoiding the downfall of what happened the first time. Now, that's all about what we've talked about before, about learning to be self-aware and being open to new ideas. That's all that is, David. And you just applied it like a MFR. And I'm proud of you. <laughs> I am an MFR. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like an MFR. You know, I mean, this is the thing, man. We learn the most from the biggest 
tragedies and problems and, and challenges. We learn about ourselves. We don't learn from the successes. We learn from the failures. And this was our first big failure as since we've been doing this journey. And I think it's great because as worn out as I am, to be honest, I still, I still have the confidence that I'm going to get this done eventually because I know how to. I feel like I have the tools to make this work because I just got through this very difficult challenge and I'm still kicking on the other side. I haven't quit and I know the old me would have quit. The old me would have just said, this is too much for me. Now I'm ready to take what I've learned and finish what I started and enjoy the journey. That's one thing that I wrote on my board after having my my little meltdown. I wrote on my whiteboard, enjoy the journey, because that's something I forgot to do. It's important. It's important to enjoy the journey and take take your wins. Identify your wins. And uh, something that you had just said, uh, being self-aware. I think it is so difficult for us to stay self-aware. It's so easy for us to focus on entertainment or what other people are doing or the, the foibles of other people. And if only they did, their, did things better, that would make it easier for, for me. Like all these things that you can't really control or are wasting time doing, I found focusing on myself is really difficult you know, making sure that if I'm not in a good place, then how am I going to be a good husband? If I'm not in a good place, how am I going to be a good father? How am I going to be a good provider of podcasts to my clients or a podcaster in, in this regard? Like you have to take care of yourself so you could take care of everything else that needs to be taken care of. And if you're not aware, if you're not paying attention to yourself, then you, you don't know. You're flying blind. Yeah, and you know, being self-aware is really just basically recognizing your strengths and especially your weaknesses and your patterns and fixing them, trying to fix them, trying to lessen them so that they don't hold you back from doing the things you want to do and being the person you want to be. It's that simple. You know, there, there's some I would used to, I, I would, when I was a uh, talk show producer for uh, nationally uh, heard radio programs, I wouldn't tell hosts that uh, I was supervising what they were doing wrong. I would tell them what they were doing right, and naturally they would do more of that and less of the stuff that wasn't successful. And so if you're not focusing in on the positive and saying and giving yourself a pat on the back, saying, yeah, that was, you know, like, yeah, acknowledge the failures. Listen, failure, number one, and I think you were basically making the same point a little while ago, failure is the greatest teacher that has ever happened. I've been exceptionally, in some ways, lucky, in some ways, not very lucky, where I've encountered a lot of success in my life without a lot of failure. I, I've been very fortunate in my life where I have had a lot of success that's come to me, you know, whether it be in my business or personal life, I haven't encountered a lot of failure. And I feel a little bit handicapped 
by it now because at some point statistics are going to catch up with you and you're going to feel some failure. And uh, as I discovered when I got back from my, my vacation, I was feeling some failure and it was, uh, it was pretty hard to take. And so taking that bitter pill and saying, okay, if, if that's as bad as it gets, I could take that and continue on and still be successful. So because I value self-awareness, uh, as you do, Dave, uh, that I'm able to grow from it and not shrink from it. And I think that's really important to do. And there's a lot of success. I mean, I was just recording a new client the other day uh, that I didn't expect to, to have. And that was really great. And I just had a conversation today with somebody who is interested in consulting with me. And so the days I'm thinking this isn't a real business, I, I can't, you know, I can't make the type of money I, I need to make in this business. It just means that's a feeling I'm having right now. Analyze why, why that's going on. Be okay with that feeling, but don't let it stop me. Don't let it prevent me from continuing on because not only is this a great business, this is a business that other people are going to want to get into, number one. And number two, the, the more I do of what I'm doing, the more business that's coming my way. And that's a really great thing. So, Dave, I think that we have accomplished what we wanted to accomplish, that we were able to come here to the audience and really share some of our lows in a very constructive and truthful, earnest way to say that these things do happen. It's not easy. And sometimes it's we, we get in the, the mode, especially in a podcast, you know, we want to share positivity. We want to share uh, great tips that we're uh, hearing about and learning about and implementing. Uh, but with that comes the downs and the lows. And uh, I think we both felt that it was important to be straightforward with the audience and let them know what's what happens, that this is part of it. And, and, and doing it will inevitably lead to some amount of failure. And it's what you do after that failure. Do you succumb to it or do you realize that it's happening, look at it, analyze it, understand it, and move on from it. So I think, I think I've gotten from this episode what I wanted to, to get across to you guys. Absolutely. I think we both did, and, and I think that uh, this episode just shows that with the right techniques, you can accomplish your goals, you can get through the struggles, and you can move along, and you just have to just keep going and be consistent and be patient. That's it. Don't give up. Keep it going. Live it. Don't waste it. If people want to reach me, they could uh, get me uh, online at someonetalkedmedia.com. You could reach me on Twitter at David Guggenheim. And please, uh, if you want to communicate with the full audience, you could leave a review on iTunes. That's a great way to get out there your sort of experiences. We want to hear about your wall. Share with us what your wall has been and how you got around it. Uh, and if all, as always, if you like the episode, if you like what we're doing, share it. Share this show with other people that you think might get something out of it. And hit that subscribe button. Don't forget. Booyah! And if you want to find me, you can go to winedesigns.com 
or on Twitter at dwine, the number nine. That's dwine, W-E-I-N. There you go, folks. Next week, uh, we're going to be talking about conquering your fear, and not just of Casper the ghost, even though he's friendly. I know it's weird, but still, you got to you got to do what you got to do what you do. I don't know what you're talking about, but fear. We will overcome it. We will overcome fear. Please stop it. Stop. That's no good. Nobody has come to this podcast to hear me sing. Live it. Don't waste it, folks. We'll see you next time. Peace and love.